Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis with the number one show at 5 o'clock, and uh, we're here to tell you what the hell's going on and uh, what the truth is. We have uh, two common sense people in the uh, studio. We have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, and welcome, uh, Judge. Nice to be back. And uh, uh, former Congressman, I hate to say word former, Congressman Peter King. Uh, Kings Highway, uh, <laughs> there's rumors that was Kings named County. after him. Kings, Co- Kings, Kings County. College. Kings, Kings County. County. I mean, uh, you're, you're a very famous family. It's and, good to uh, be the King. Lydia Kings Serrano. Kings And we're here to tell you what the heck is going on. Uh, what's going on, Lydia? We, do you want to go right to the guests or should Let's we go right to the guests. Let's go to Bill. Give us a, a synopsis real fast. Real fast? We're going to be, tomorrow is the primary. Tomorrow's the primary. And we got Reverend Al Cockfield's going to be talking about it. Andy Stein is going to be with us to John talk about McLaughlin it. John McLaughlin Poster. And uh, Dr. Mark Siegel uh, will be talking about COVID. Ryan Payne. So we're going to have Ryan Payne to find out why we have a pain. That's it. Pain in our pockets. But on the line with us right now is Bill O'Reilly, best-selling author. His latest book, uh, Killing the Killers, A Secret War Against Terrorists, has been on the bestsellers list for 14 weeks now. He's also the host of Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly, 9 to 10, WABC, every night here, Monday through Friday. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Bill O'Reilly. Thanks for having me back, guys. How are you all doing? Well, we're all great. Now, tomorrow, we're going to find out if if New Yorkers are going to vote for common sense people or they're going to vote for for jerks that are going to take us into more socialism. So give me one common sense person who's who's, who's on the ballot. I don't... I'm looking. I don't see anybody. Well, Adler, Maloney, whoever, whoever AOC, whoever AOC endorsed, we're going the opposite way. All right. Well, that's common sense. Yeah, that's our, that's common sense. What, what say you? Uh, any, uh, I'm not seeing any reformer, uh, you know, coming up tomorrow. But maybe I'm wrong. So, Bill O'Reilly, what do you make of the fact that the judge says in regarding the Trump raid affidavit that he will release a redacted version? And the Trump team apparently wants it all unredacted, which I don't think is a good idea. But, you know, the American people want to know what is the truth? What is going on? Why was he raided? Well, this is what should happen in a uh, country that was run for the people, not for the politicians, not for the power brokers. What should happen is that the judge himself, who signed the warrant, should write a legal brief outlining what the warrant was trying to achieve. Doesn't have to quote, doesn't have to do anything like that and say, here's what the warrant wanted to achieve. And I, Judge uh, Reinhardt, signed it. That's number one. So therefore, everybody in the country would have a little clarity on what the deuce they were looking for. Number two, people don't understand the difference between a warrant and an affidavit. We discussed that last week. If they listened to Cats at Night, they would know. If they don't, I can't help you. But the person who accused Donald Trump of a felony would have to, would have to rise to that level in order to get this warrant. That person would be in danger physical danger if the name went out. I think it's one, but it could be two or three. So the Justice Department rightly says you can't put the name out of the accusers because we might not even bring charges. That might not even happen. 
and you can't ruin their life. And that's what the judge will rule. He'll redact the names out. You can't do anything other than that. But at the same time, he should basically say, look, Justice Department, you have a certain window in order to charge or not charge. This can't go on like the Durham report for 18 years because then becomes a political thing, right? Right. So we expect you to file or not file in this period of time. This is my recommendation, Judge Reinhardt. Now, my that, concern, God, you finish about your, your, your floor. I mean, if, if, that were, if that were done and, you know, the judge can weigh in, uh, I think that most Americans would be satisfied with that. My concern, uh, Bill O'Reilly, is that they don't have a credible witness. The, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, brought in a woman uh, to testify against the future Justice of the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh. Mr. Kavanaugh, that doesn't remember what happened, doesn't remember where it was, doesn't remember what, what, what house it was at, and the credibility factor in Washington, uh, how do you say, stinks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just want, I think, right. I think so, a, a, a judge's panel or somebody has, if they don't show us who, who did it and the, the, the credibility they have to testify against the former president, and, and the reason they didn't go through normal course of business and just contact his lawyer and say, we're going we're gonna to do X, Y, Z unless you, you turn in these documents that somebody reported you have. Right. This is, this, this is a banana republic. Well, I, I wrote in my message of the day on BillOReilly.com, if the Justice Department does not clarify why they did what they did, then Trump gets a huge advantage in the presidential campaign upcoming. I'm not sure enough voters are smart enough to, to come to the analysis we have just come to. And, and, and the fact that uh, uh, who are these people? No, I, I, I disagree, John. I, I hope you're right. As you pointed out, as you pointed out, there have been so much corruption that everybody knows the FBI now, or everybody should know, that it's become a political organization. Well, I, I, I thought it was significant. Under Biden, then Biden's got to take responsibility for that. I thought it was significant that when uh, the attorney general did the press conference, usually the director of the, of the FBI standing next to him. Well, he wasn't there. And my sources say there's a little bit of a rift between the politicization Politicization. English is yeah, not my first it. language. <laughs> uh, 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 what's going on in the Justice uh, Department the and the FBI? Yeah. But, but it's over <clears throat> in that regard. The FBI is done and damaged and not coming back, uh, I don't know, for years. It, it would take. But here's what people really should understand listening to us right now. This is the most important FBI raid in history. Yes. Because of its worldwide impact, everyone saw it, and the constitutionality of it. And the implications for a future election. Yeah. If you went in under a fishing expedition, just grab what you can, that is going to come back 
to kill the Biden administration. And here's something I reported nobody else did, that usually in a raid like this, an FBI sends in a team um, before the actual raid to see if there's attorney-client privilege documents, personal documents stored that are not named in the warrant. It's called the taint team. I reported this. No one else in the country reported this, as far as I know. The taint team goes in to remove any kind of document not subjected by the warrant. That did not happen. So even if Trump is charged, he can get this thrown out, everything, because they didn't send in the taint team. He can get everything thrown out under an illegal search and seizure. Do you know that? Did anybody but, but ever the know damage, that? The, know that, that would be on page 49 versus the break-in, oh, uh, but it would be that. on page one. I don't, Trump, this is going to help Trump unless they have something. They don't have anything. And again, I steer people at BillOReilly.com. My column is there. It lays it out in terms that everyone can understand, even people who work at CNN. <laughs> reading this column slowly. CNN, it's all over at CNN. CNN. I understand that uh, uh, he's put his foot down. Yeah, well, he better have 18 feet because that place is hopeless. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up to you guys and get your opinion on is the Cardinal Dolan Catholic Charities migrants coming to New York City situation. So I just finished watching an interview uh, that Cardinal Dolan gave Channel 5. It was an extensive interview. It was about 12 minutes about Catholic charities being in the forefront, not only in New York City, but all over the country in helping these migrants settle in here. So the stat that I used on common. Oh. Ah, Cardinal Dolan, God has just. Uh-oh. God, God smited him. Out, uh, Bill O'Reilly got smited uh, Bill O'Reilly's of, uh, phone line there. Uh, the Catholic Church. Okay, hold on. We'll get it back. Are you? Oh. Wow. <laughs> the wrath of God has, has come down. Well, what Bill O'Reilly is talking about, there's also now another report that New York City has welcomed about 8,000 migrants. They're in line for free food, free health care, free school, and even cell phones. And meanwhile, we have people suffering. So the well, question is, is that fair? And well, it's not sustainable. You think so, it's going to stop at 8,000? What, what, I, what, I, oh. what I hear is a, a lot of these people are, are Spanish uh uh, Catholics, and uh, the you know that the Catholic Church is looking to fill up. The Catholic Church is willing to wants to fill up their churches with uh, Spanish Catholics, and because the churches are empty uh, from the uh, other people. Bill, uh, and and that the fact is the amount of money that has gone from that organization that distributes uh, migrants uh, to the Catholic Church that needs the money is a big number. I heard in excess of seventy-five million. Uh, Bill O'Reilly's back on the line. We were joking, but maybe God smited your uh, phone line there. Well, maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Cardinal Dolan could have done that. He's a pretty powerful guy. But here's my point. Well, here's tell us point. what 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 you think. Yeah. I, I just said that so, the, the, the the Catholic churches needed the Spanish uh, parishioners, and and they're also yeah, getting paid. That, but I don't think that's the main motivator here. So, like Peter King. I'm a Catholic school guy. St. Bridget's School in Westbury, Chaminade High School, Mineola, Marist College of Poughkeepsie, 
all the way through. Me too. So Catholic Charities has an obligation morally to help these people. Right. Yes. You, if you read the gospel, it's clear Jesus mandated that Christians help the poor. There's no mention of immigration status in Jesus's words. Okay. Yes. In fact, they say Christ was an illegal immigrant, or Mary and Joseph were. Whatever it may may be. So Dolan is correct on the moral aspect of this. It's his job to alleviate suffering as he can, and Catholic Charities is the arm in which to do that. But he makes the mistake, and so does Pope Francis. And this is what gets many Catholics upset. He doesn't delineate between the law that's on the books and moral law. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. The United States has a law about illegal immigration. It is very well defined. That law is not being upheld by the president of the United States, and he could be impeached for it. He swore to uphold the laws of, the, of this country. He took his oath. And so the secretary of Homeland Security, too. Right. So Biden didn't, isn't upholding the law. What should happen is that Dolan and Pope Francis should call him out on that and say, why are you putting it in our lap to help these people, which we want to do, because that's what we do. It's the right thing to do. But you are derelict in your... And now these people are going to go to, uh, uh, I understand, to schools in New York City, and they haven't been examined. They're supposed to be vaccinated. They're going to go, and, and they're going to go to school. They're going to get uh, all kinds of entitlement. They're going to get government payments. But that's not the concern of Catholic Charities. Catholic no. Charities Everybody has different concerns. Catholic Charities is taking care of the Catholic Church right. and taking care of the churches. Washington is giving out voters' registration right. cards marked Democratic as, as they come in. <laughs> also, you keep my Ed well, Koch said that New York City cannot survive without Catholic Charities, yes. the work that they provide. And I think Cardinal Dolan's become the man in the middle, Bill. I agree with you. Once they're here, it is his obligation to care for them. On the other hand, I wish the church would find a way to be critical of the policies that create the situation. No, they can't. They if, can't. if the migrants came here legally, then I would 100% support it. But how are we welcoming well, and let, cheering let, people? Mr. Come? O'Reilly, we've got a minute left. Uh, we've got to talk, John, get John McLaughlin on. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, I'm going to be listening to you at 9 o'clock tonight, uh, between 9 and 10 on WABCradio.com, 770 on the AM dial. And uh, and I guess you're going to continue this conversation. Yeah, I'm going to do uh, basically a primer on responsibility. So that's what we've lost in this country. So we're all emotional. We're all running around. And if Congress wants to pass a new immigration law and Joe Biden wants to sign something new, we'll do it. But you just don't ignore it. And that's what's happening in our current. Right. There is no laws. There's no laws right now in the United States of America. Right. Our, our cities are going to crap. Our states are going that's to right. crap. And our country is going to crap because nobody is in, nobody. The law. We have, they have lost confidence oh. in the legal system. 
It's not the legal I mean, system. Do what they want to do, but it's wrong. It's not the legal system. Dolan, Enforce the laws. Hope Dolan makes, makes a point of that. So I want you to help everybody, Cardinal, your eminence. But I also want you to speak out and say the laws should be upheld. I, we all agree. We all agree. Thank you so much, Good. Bill O'Reilly. I'll be listening okay, tonight. Guys, nice me. Thank you. John McLaughlin, come on on. John McLaughlin, Tell the us what the heck is going posters. on. Well, there's a there's a primary tomorrow in New York State. We have an really? August primary. Yes, yes, and it's really interesting because the turnout so far has been relatively low, and it, with the Republicans, you understand because it, how it, many it, Republicans? They, they, uh, you have a lot of Democratic elections tomorrow in New York State. How many Republican ones do you have? Uh, let, me, let me. There's there's a bunch because and not as many. I don't even know all total because you have state senate as well as as congress but as a result of tomorrow's primaries the ratings systems like the gonzalez report and the cook report they consider nine of the congressional races in new york state as as contested races which means that control of the house can rest or how much the republicans go ahead with uh will will result on based on how these primaries turn out for example like in in uh, new york 17 you have uh, uh michael lawler an assemblyman who's uh, got the conservative party backing ahead in a, a multi-candidate race but he gets to face the people winner don't know the what Sean the 17th patrick. is tell us what area well it's, it's rockland and westchester and you have uh sean patrick maloney running against alexandra biaggi and mike lawler is uh, a great guy john he's a terrific candidate Right, right, and and you have and uh, he's got my brother Jim doing his polling, so he's in good shape. That's even better. But 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 that's a big fight because you have a on the Democrat side, you've got a socialist running against a very liberal Democrat, and uh, that's going on around the state. When you look at the the, the races, and by the way, I love uh, an hour ago before we got on this call, uh, President Trump endorsed Nicole Malliotakis uh, in her race in, in her. What took him so long? I don't know, but he did it, and uh, um, and he did it, and, and on the other, and she's in a relatively, you know, she's she's in a strong position uh, heading into, into into the race. But what we love is he's also endorsed Carolyn Maloney, the Democrat, and Dan Goldman, the Democrat. <laughs> yeah, so, but that was a curveball. You know, let's not waste our time with that. I mean, look, who's going to win between? Uh, Paladino and uh, Langwedig. That one I don't know. I haven't done my polling up there, but for initially Paladino was ahead in the polls, but then I think Langworthy is has 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 released some polls that he's closer. But on the other hand, it matters about turnout tomorrow, and that's upstate in Erie County. And you have races. You, there's other primaries. Like I pay more attention to the Republican races, but Claudia Tenney should win her primary. There's a really contested primary in uh, John Katko's seat, which is the Syracuse area where uh, uh, Brandon Williams, who we are polling for and has the backing of the conservative party, is running against Steve Wells, who's not a Trump supporter and has CACO support. Uh, and uh, th also some of these super PACs have come in from Washington trying to save him because uh, if Trump voters get out, ever since that raid on Mar-a-Lago, Trump's uh, endorsements have gotten even more valuable. I mean, he's won 98% of the over 200 races he's endorsed in on the Republican side. But uh, um, but as far as the Trump supporters versus these rhinos, we saw what happened to Liz Cheney last week, and uh, it's not going now, well for the Now, they're telling the me what we discussed this morning, 
There's a war going on in the Republican Party, and I'm not sure you want to discuss it today, but there's a, there's a discussion that has to happen because uh, uh, it shouldn't be. Uh, it's not much of a war. They're losing. I mean, Trump's Trump is the conservative in the race. The Republicans, and in fact, when you look at it, the NBC poll that came out over the weekend, seventy-four percent of all voters. It's a thousand, uh, and it's done by a Democrat pollster, uh, Peter Hart, Hart Research. But seventy-four percent of uh, voters, registered voters in the country, not even likely voters, registered voters, say we're on the wrong track. Fifty-five percent in that poll disapprove of Joe Biden. It's getting very close to the polls that we have in our firm. And they have the Republicans preferred for control of the House 47 to 45. Uh, we had the Republicans up five last month. And and so you've got a situation where it's 79 days to Election Day, and the voters can't wait for Election Day, November 8th, to, to, to turn these guys out. I mean, Joe Biden, to repudiate him, I mean, he's he, you know, he just can't get it right. The only, the, the only way his numbers go up is when he's on vacation in Delaware or South Carolina or someplace that he's not doing things. And, uh, uh, you know, inflation, you saw what happened in the markets today. Well, they just passed a bill that's almost a billion dollars of spending last week where he signed it into law. What did you expect to happen? There's no it's rhyme or reason in Washington. That. That's why this is one of the most important elections of our history. Washington has no common sense. And what I'm saying to people, vote for people that, that, that is going to create common sense in Washington. Exactly. And you're seeing it, and it's not just at the federal level. You're seeing the state level in New York, and you know I work for Lee Zeldin. I mean, Lee was holding a press conference about uh, qualified immunity for the police. The, the, the governor won't even say she supports protecting the police from doing their jobs. The average policeman could get sued lose his home and livelihood because they, they want to take away qualified immunity. It's crazy. There's, and, you know, you, you got to keep out getting the truth because, I mean, when you look at what happened in the in the Bronx where these poor people own this, like, dollar savings store or whatever, they get beat up by the shoplifters that regularly, you know, shoplifted the store and the cops don't yeah. even come anymore. What a mess. I, John McLaughlin. I mean, it's nuts. Whatever is, yes. is. We're going to talk to you again tomorrow night and give us an update where to think where, where the heck we are. Thank you so much. John, if I can just make one thing. A quick the one, real fast. That's okay. No, after you off. Okay. And we got Andy Stein, the man on the phone. They're going to tell us where the heck is common sense in the Democratic Party. Andy Stein, you there? I'm there, John. I'm here, pal. Uh, Tell us what the heck is going on in the Democratic Party. I mean, you've been a Democrat for 100 years. John, you can't blame Andy for the Democratic Party. (laughs) Well, I was elected in 1968 as a Democrat to the legislature and, you know, various other roles. The last century. But, but, you know, I'm a JFK Democrat. uh, And I'm a Bill Clinton Democrat. Uh, Bill Clinton was a, was a practical, sensible guy, but the Democratic Party, you know, it happened so quickly, has gone so far to the left, and these crazy people like AOC and uh, the Squad uh, are now really calling the tune. So uh, I, I tell you, crime is out of control. I was just uh, visiting my son in Los Angeles. And the crime is out of control there. And it seems to be these Democratic cities where you have the uh, crazy uh, policies of uh, 
uh, no bail. I mean, it's obvious that if someone commits a serious crime and uh, they don't go to jail, you know that uh, uh, we're in trouble. And these criminals know the law better than the lawyers do. And uh, I really think that uh, Lee Zeldin uh, has a real chance uh, to be governor if he uh, concentrates on the crime issue and uh, keep hammering away at it because these uh, laws have to be changed in Albany and uh, the legislature is why, just going why, to- Listen, we both know a lot of common sense Democrats. Why are these common sense Democrats uh, are so scared to, to, just to exercise their common sense. I don't understand it, Andy. And then meanwhile, AOC, who did she back? And they all lost. So they shouldn't even be afraid of the radical socialists anymore because we're, they're, they're showing that they're not as powerful as we think well, they we are. Well, we've got two minutes, so let Andy answer now. Andy, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I, I think what happened is uh, that Pelosi gave them too much power. Uh, and and uh, as was just said, they did terrible in the in the primaries. If somebody stands up to them, I think there are still enough people with common sense. Um, and I wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal with Doug Schoen on uh, Friday saying uh, sort of a roadmap to what has to be done to change uh, the criminal justice system. And uh, when Democrats start to stand up and lead on these issues, well, we're not going to we'll stop talking about back. we want we want law and order in our city, in our state, in our country. And we're not going to stop yeah. talking about it. So somebody better tell Hasty and somebody better tell Cousins the people of, of New York want law and order. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with them. I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's the legislature. Now, I'll tell you who would have been a good mayor. John Casamitidis. Uh, besides that. <laughs> Common sense guy. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know why the legislature is so uh, far to the left. I mean, uh, it, it just doesn't make sense. And it is it's really scary for the people in New York City. I mean, you see on um, Watch Fox and you saw what happened with the guy that was sucker punched. He goes right back out in the streets. So, uh we well, need Andy, to change the Democratic Party and make it a Bill Clinton, JFK uh, uh, party Well, common again. sense. You want common sense in the Democratic Party. Thank you, Andy Stein, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Maybe we'll talk tomorrow after the election. Thank you, John. Thank you. Let's take a break, and we got Lou Dobbs coming on to tell us what the heck happened to financial markets. And when we come back, uh, let's see who else we're going to have. I think uh, 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 Reverend Al Cockfield to tell us about uh, Brooklyn and Queens politics. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Breaking news, WABC. And that breaking news, former President Donald Trump filing a motion demanding federal investigators stop going through material seized from his Mar-a-Lago mansion until a special master could be appointed to review the evidence. What the heck is a master, uh, Congressman King? Basically, it's an independent person appointed by the court to examine evidence. He'd be looking here to see whether or not any of those documents are covered by executive privilege and therefore should not be turned over to a grand jury or if they uh, violate attorney-client privilege. I would say in most cases this will be a hard uh, case to win uh, because the uh, prosecutors get a special deference. But to me, because this case is so exceptional, I would hope the judge can find a way 
to allow some of those documents at least to be examined beforehand. Again, it's so unprecedented to raid a president's home. I think if there's never ever happened, time— It never happened before. If there's ever a time for a judge to take independent and, action, and, this would be and it. And, Congressman, yeah. you heard my opinion, uh, you know— uh, that uh, we have, we, we somebody has to make a determination. The person that signed the complaint, the person that that said uh, the informant, the informant, that, that is a legitimate person. Not like the, not like uh, what the, the Justice if, Kavanaugh's accuser. Yeah, but if it's done, if it's done correctly, what happens in a, in a search warrant is as follows: person comes in, he swears to his affidavit, the judge makes a due diligence inquiry what the basis was for the information contained and how credible and reliable it is, if it's done the right way. But there's another flaw in the never search forget, never, never forget that woman that accused Justice Kavanaugh. What did she say, uh, Lydia? She said she he he sexually assaulted her, and she couldn't even prove she ever even met him. Yeah, but that was a different case. But that's that was different. not a criminal that's case. Not a search, no, but, that's I, not a search but this is what Washington is doing. Yeah, I know, but a search warrant and a search warrant case. is different. Yeah. Okay, so we, we well, can find out the basis of who the raid. The search warrant, and and if the person's a credible person. Yeah, but that's that's for the grand jury to decide. Yeah. Because okay. right now, again, if that comes out, let's just say that. Uh, yeah, but this is the president of the United and States. That's why the they, they find a way, maybe do it in camera. But the thing, if that name becomes public, that person becomes a target. But to uh. your point, John, because look at Rudy Giuliani. They raided him, the FBI, like over a year ago. Most people don't know that they basically dropped the case. That's... And most people that do not like Trump, the fact that he was raided at all by the FBI, I have to disagree with Bill O'Reilly. And I'm going to go with John, not just because he's my boss, but I, I agree with him. Your People are going to say, well, he had to be raided for a reason there's an affidavit there was a if you warrant. identify an undisclosed informant you put a person's life at risk there should be some way they can look at it if he goes to trial he's successful as one thing but at this stage this case may never go to trial well so yeah maybe not identify the person because that person could get yeah. god forbid something back, happen or the fbi to... agents their identities but we have to know what the basis of this raid was what was the evidence but it's, but it's worse than that going back to trump's motion for a uh, a special master to examine the documents the fact of the matter is they did a big sweep. They didn't right. identify the documents. They grabbed anything and everything, and they just shoved it into boxes, and they took it, and they took it out. So they never made an attempt to do any kind of discernment or careful look at what they were taking. It wasn't in the scope and of the search warrant. a real warrant. deficiency in the search warrant itself. Because it's exactly all right. Document, which I, I never heard of a search warrant being that, that And sweeping. if they'll do that to a former president of the United States. They can who, do it to anybody. Absolutely. So on the all line right, with us go. right now, we have Reverend Al Cockfield. He has a pack for common sense, uh, right? Candidates, yes. Reverend Al, what the heck is going on over there uh, between Brooklyn and Queens? And, and, and you're trying to get some common sense people elected. Give us the results. Listen, we, we have we have a candidate that is so strong that they pulled some stuff out of uh, out of the box to try to uh, hurt Conrad Tillis for state sending twenty percent of some stuff when he was in the Nation of Islam over thirty years ago. Some of the stuff he never said himself. But was that Actually, the candidate who was on John's show yesterday? Cat's round table? I think it is, yes. Yes, Conrad Tillis, yes. Yeah. Strong excellent, guy. excellent, yeah. Excellent guy, really strong, common sense, public safety, education reform, all the things that we should have, property owners being able to get their basic rent that they, that's due to them. We need, to, we need to make some changes in Brooklyn and Queens and in the Bronx as well. I couldn't agree more. How big, I mean, crime has become such 
an issue. It's rampant. We saw what happened to that guy that was sucker punched and then the guy that did it just walked out. I mean, we can't keep counting on the governor making a phone call and getting the guy thrown into Rikers when meanwhile the DA should have never downgraded the charges to begin with. Oh, so if I could ask the Reverend, what is the name of the candidate? What's the district and what neighborhoods does it encompass? Conrad Tiller, the 25th Senatorial District, Fort Greene, Bed-Stuy, uh, Brownsville, Ocean Hill, and a part of East New York. It's, it's a very, very good district, strong, but it needs great support and great leadership. My father always told me, Bishop Coffey, you can only lead from the front. These other candidates, these socialists, they don't read anywhere. They, they do no constituency services. They have offices not open to their people. And they're complaining about who gives donations to a candidate that's moderate. They're talking about the issues that are important to people. You're absolutely right. And uh, on your recommendation, I made a contribution to him, too, besides. Uh, tell did. us, anybody else in Queens that we should be lo- that people should be looking at, Queens or, or, Brooklyn. or, or Brooklyn or Manhattan? We're, we're looking at in, 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 the, in the Bronx, Megalina Amanel, that she's running in the Bronx, and Angel Vasquez up in Washington Heights, common sense Democrats, Democrats that are concerned about public safety and also concerned about education and giving parents choice. We need to make some serious changes in the state Senate so we can get some policies done. Like bail reform. We need to make sure we reform this thing. People cannot be violent criminals and come right back out the door like they did nothing. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, You know, our city is crying. Eight and a half million people in our city are crying that they deserve to be safe. And your own police commissioner uh, uh, at uh, 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 Commissioner Sewell says if 3,000 violent criminals, not the people stealing a loaf of bread, violent criminals were put away, our city will be safe again. What say you? Yeah, it, 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 listen, we are a country of second chances. But if you want to commit violent crimes around honest, hardworking citizens about city and state, you need to be put in jail and stay there and, until your trial is over. I agree with you 110%. Uh, anybody else that you, you, you recommend to our uh, audience? Also, we have Elizabeth Crowley running, running for the state Senate, the 59th uh, district out, out in Queens. She has she's common strong. sense. I know Elizabeth Crowley. She's a very good person. Very, calm, very, very strong common sense. We, we need to get rid of these socialists. We, they have no place. They don't concern, they're not concerned about the people of New York. Carolyn Maloney, Jerry Nadler, are you on any side of that? No, I kind of stay out of the congressional uh, fight. They're two great people. They've done great work over the years. We'll let the residents of, of that district decide. But they're both common-sense Democrats, so I, I, I'll be happy with either. Understood. We got one more minute. Anything else? Listen, folks. Come on, if you want to donate, John Cassimatiz was so generous, and he supported Conrad Tillett. We need people, uh, Conrad Tillett for State Senate 25. Go to his website, make a donation. Let's come out and knock it out tomorrow so he can win, and we can send him to Albany to help get some of this stuff done for the city and the state of New York. Reverend Al Cockfield, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Uh, now we have yeah. on the line. Well, let's take a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to have Ryan Payne to find out why everybody had such a pain in the stock market today. 
This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We're back. And uh, with us today is uh, Ryan Payne. The market was down over 600 points. And uh, the word out in the street was that uh, people are starting to believe the Fed might threaten to raise more than it should. It's already killing the real estate market. What say you, Ryan Payne? Well, yeah, my last name is Payne, John. I'm glad you brought that up. And there are I said we have a pain the on, the, on, on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant play on words. Um, but no, I think, look, every day you get a different, uh, you know, different view on what the Fed's going to do, right? Last week, we thought the Fed was going to be more dovish. This week, they're going to be more hawkish. So I don't quite think anyone really knows what the Fed's going to do. And I'll mention this. Before the next Fed meeting, we still have another jobs report that's going to come out. I remember the last one was hotter than expected, and this one could be hotter than expected. And we have another inflation uh, number that's going to come out next month. And we know this month we saw the inflation number came out uh, a lot less than expected as well. And, John, as you like to joke, a lot of these strategists on Wall Street, they're more like historians. They love to tell you what happened. Um, So, you know, I think, you know, looking forward, we don't really know if the Fed is going to be more hawkish or not. And I wouldn't bet the house here that they are going to be because, again, a lot of the, the forward-looking indicators, like commodity prices, have, have weakened a lot and supply chains are starting to get fixed. So there's a good chance inflation is going to continue to come down over the course of the next couple of months, and that could still spark the Fed to, to back off a little bit. Well, the oil has gone down to the, the middle to high 80s. Uh, it might have closed at 90 today, but it's been screwing around between 86.50 and 90. And that's the lowest in the last, uh, what, three, four, five months? Yeah, significantly lower. And as we know, I mean, that, that's huge for the American consumer, and, right? I mean, oil prices. And, and all the facts are that as the Fed is increasing interest rates, they are destroying the real estate market. So what good is – how do you save a nation when you destroy one industry after another, another industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, it's very problematic, John. And I think that's also why, again, the Fed's got to take their foot off the brake, right? I mean, we've only seen so much tightening already, but we know mortgage rates over 5% now. And we know that nationwide, if we look at uh, real estate, you know, the sales have gone down significantly. Uh, housing starts have gone down significantly. It's slowed significantly. So the question is, is the Fed smart enough to say, hey, you know, we've made our move here. Now we can back off. I still, I'm an optimist. I still think they will, um, but obviously, again, it's not a foregone conclusion. Tell us, uh, tell everybody uh, what you manage money for a lot of people. Uh, tell them uh, about your, yourself and your organization before we take a break. Yep, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P A Y N E. We're here in New York City. We have an office in Philadelphia, Jacksonville. Go to bebullish.com. And every Saturday, the best radio on More Money Show, we've got about a 30 minute With Steve Moore, one Moore. of our nation's leading economists. It doesn't get better than that, John. Thank you so much, uh, Ryan Payne. And, and uh, we're going to be taking a break right now. And when we come back, Dr. Dr. Mark Siegel is going to tell us, are we going to live uh, longer? This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line for us is Dr. Mark Siegel. How are you, Dr. Siegel? Where do you want to start? Where, I, where do I want to start? Um, well, let's see. 
I actually saw some move forward with the CDC today. You know, I interviewed Dr. Walensky last week, and the idea of putting into place real-time information looks like it's starting to happen with monkeypox today. I have to tell you, I'm surprised at this. They actually have a statistic out of CDC today that men who have sex with men have decreased the number of partners they have by 50%. Now, Lydia, I have no idea where they would get that information, but it is pretty amazing to see it. They went to the gay club or the gym. I don't know, one or the other. Uh, talk to us about polio, because there's been some discrepancy. Some people say, oh, it's definitely from the Hasidic community up in Rockland County. But also there's this talk about the live virus. A lot of the migrants, people from other countries coming into the U.S. And of course, here in the United States, we do not take that sort of vaccine. Exactly. We haven't taken that vaccine here since the year 2000. And the reason is because we use an oral virus vaccine, a live virus vaccine to stamp down an outbreak, a hot outbreak. It's a more powerful vaccine, but it's got a little bit of a cost, which is it can shed live virus in a small amount of cases, especially over the first few weeks. We don't need it. We don't use it because we don't have naturally occurring polio here. But we do have, as you just said, a community up in Rockland County in Orange County that doesn't really take the polio vaccine. 60% compliance is not high enough. So when travelers come in and they're shedding that live virus, they can they can start a, a brush fire up there in those areas where there's not a lot of vaccine compliance. Now, where they're coming from is interesting. I don't think we do a very good job screening travelers here in the United States at all for diseases and, and not immigrants, the and not bro- illegal immigrants. Southern border, we do zero job. Zero job. And guess where they give the live virus vaccine, John? Mexico. Mexico. Right. Now, they don't have polio in Mexico either, but they're still using the live virus vaccine. So people are shedding as they come across the border. Now, uh, Mayor Adams and and our city are going to start putting the kids that came over the border into our schools with, with the other kids. Don't you think they should get examined first? Listen, back in the old days... When my grandfather came here, they made him quarantine for two weeks while they tested him for everything imaginable. And we have a lot more tests now that work a lot more rapidly than that. Uh, I don't think we should go on the honor <clears> system. <throat> hey, you, have you had the oral, oral polio vaccine? Uh, yes. Sorry, yes. No, no, I speak haven't. English. I haven't. Dr. Siegel, this is Pete King. I, I'm all out to remember how horrible polio was. In fact, two kids who lived across the street from me with the March of Dimes posted uh, children one year, and that was a terrifying illness. And every summer, it seems some kid would get it in the neighborhood, and they're paralyzed for life. It was just horrible. Others in iron lungs, which Judge Weinberg has mentioned, you see somebody in an iron lung, it's, it's horrible. Is there any chance of that coming back to that extent? Well, not to that extent because of how many people are vaccinated and continue to get up. Now, to we the were vaccinated years ago know, when we were kids. Does that still hold true, or do you have to get revaccinated? Well, I'll tell you about that in a minute. I, I do want to say to your other point that if you see somebody paralyzed, like the guy in Rockland, it means there's hundreds and hundreds of cases that were asymptomatic or thought they had the flu, because it's only about one in 200 to one in 1,000 that actually get paralyzed like that. Now, in terms of getting revaccinated, we don't need it unless we go to an area where there's a, a, lo- a polio outbreak. So if you were in Rockland County, I would think it would be considered. Our vaccine is still working, Pete, but you, you need a boost. If you're going to an area of, of a lot of polio, like if I if I if you were traveling to, say, Pakistan or, or or Nigeria, I would say I would give you a booster. So Rockland County, not there yet, but it's getting there. And, you know, we're seeing it in the groundwater here. We're seeing it in the wastewater here. So this is this is what John says. It's an example of not screening travelers. Now, the immigrants. other big story is the uh, 
Dr. Anthony Fauci, nation's top infectious disease expert. He is retiring by the end of the year. What are you hearing? Well, I don't know. I, I, I think that they're, they're thinking of an internal uh, replacement, but I think the key here with, with you know, one of their co-directors, the key here with Fauci is that over the course of the pandemic, and this isn't the first time, he showed a lot of brilliance in terms of his areas of vaccinology and immunology and viruses, but he got very far into the public health arena. And that's not where the NIH really belongs. I, lockdowns is not, should not be coming out of the NIH, and school closures not out of the NIH, and mask policies not out of the NIH. And a lot of that got really fired up and led to mandates, and that was political. So that's where I have my problem with Tony. I know him well. And I think he's really smart and a great scientist. The other po- point is, and I don't think this was as deliberate as, as, as Senator Paul is saying, but he did get in the way of trying to figure out where the heck this came from, because it may have come from nature and it may not. And I think, I think you know, it's very hard to figure out what happened in China back in 2019, isn't it? I don't think we'll ever know, will we? No, I don't think we'll ever know, and 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 we should start by saying that that we will will never know. And how? Where did this thing come from? And how come it skyrocketed? And how but come- I, I'm still I am still annoyed. And one thing I think before we send those kids from Central America, Mexico, into the school system with with our American kids, I'm not saying you know anything harmful that they, they should, should be, be checked. They should be vaccinated. No, forget about vaccinated. Right now, vaccinations. What, what say you about vaccinations? There's a lot of bad information out about those booster vaccines. Uh, no, no, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the polio. Well, polio for sure. Yeah, polio for sure. The, the the COVID vaccine is a new booster coming out within the next week or two. Pfizer just went for approval. I think we we should stay on the on the COVID vaccines decreasing severity but not spread. So you're right. You you could be vaccinated and still spread COVID into the schools if you're coming across the border. There's also tuberculosis. There's there's polio as was just said. I think we need to actually screen people and I and and you know not send them from te- well I mean I guess the, go- the governor of Texas did did his state of service but putting people in schools that maybe spreading disease is not my idea of public health or national security. Absolutely. They should check the... I don't mind these kids going to school. I don't mind paying for it. But at least they should check them and make sure our kids don't get sick. And there are other diseases besides COVID and polio. There's a lot of things that kids can get absolutely on and on. And the kids, like to your point, Judge Weinberg, they should be vaccinated, just like my child has to be vaccinated. And her vaccines have to be up to date before she can go to kindergarten in September. There's also scabies, by the way. I don't want to gross anybody out on this magnificent radio show, but there, but there's also That's, that. What is scabies? Scabies is that like lice? Yeah, it's very similar. Exactly. I had and, lice and, and once. It's, t- it's tough to get rid of, and, and you know we're, we're submitting it. We're exposing our custom and border patrol yeah, people to this. I My mean, it's, gave it to me. and they're overwhelmed at these stations, and people waltzing across. By the way, amnesty. I mean, how how about public health? Amen to that, doctor. Oh, God. There's Amen. A... Amen. I mean, uh, it's just what's going on in our country is horrible. And it's all preventable. That's what's sad, John. Yes. Dr. Mark Siegel, thank you for coming on and keeping uh, uh, our audience informed. And uh, God bless you. Thank, thank you for having me. And, uh, and I'll, see you, I'll see you on the breakfast John. Saturday. A quickie? No. Peter? No, I was just going to say, John, one final word. You talked about primaries before. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to say it. I'm supporting Andrew Garbarino in the Republican primary in the 2nd District. You certainly have the right to do it. And what does this show stand for? Truth, Truth, justice, justice, and the American way. way. God bless America. We need God's blessing.